Brick Moon Fiction presents The Enrico Test by Sam French Narrated by Craig Good Enrico Monday morning started with an argument over, of all things, the Turing Test. Like this was Philosophy 101, like this was basic e-ethics or an anthropological history course for scholars fixated on the 90s or whatever. It was flavored, of course, as all our arguments have been over the past few weeks, months, with something stronger than anything specific, a lingering anger, an unspeakable frustration, an entire divide ever widening. We sat in our conference room, the three of us, as we do most days now, and yelled. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I think Daring was crying in the restroom afterwards. It was technically over a matter of footnotes and how we should reference the Turing test in our papers. Was it an inspiration? An illusion? Was it direct research? Or was it just one of those things kind of in the back of our minds as children that brought us to where we are today? It's entirely obsolete. Proven wrong over and over. Well, Heinrich would correct me here. Proven unsophisticated and, Daring would chime in, unfeeling. Over and over, so why the fuck are we arguing about it, I would and did say, and then we'd just go further and further, deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole that is our collective egotistical asses. Once upon a time, the test's simplicity may have been its crowning achievement, but as our technology progressed, so did our conceptual thinking and linguistic capabilities, and by the time we, I'm not technically a part of this we, by the way, though my grandfather was in his own way, actually had the ability to build something that could realistically pass the Turing test, we had realized the Turing test was sort of useless. My grandfather was the day janitor in the laboratory that developed Edison, one of the first kind of successful, but limited, always limited, takes on AI. One of the sort of intellectual AIs, if you will, the ones that can think with the best of us but can't actually live like us or whatever. He was the day janitor for a team of scientists and programmers who were all fastidiously clean and liked to seem they were just ordinary guys like the day janitor. So my grandfather was well-liked, trusted, and even involved in conversations that went four postgraduate degrees over his head. But he raised me, and so did they, and so frankly did Edison. For instance, as part of the development process, they tested to see if Edison could entirely take over a low-achieving high schooler's education and get him into an Ivy League by the age of 17. I went to Cornell two weeks before my 17th birthday. It was work for them, but it was my life, and it was the life of my grandfather, too, weak and dying by that time, proudly watching his deceased daughter's son turn away from a life behind a slop bucket and mop, dreaming his grandson one day would be a scientist like the titans around him. Heinrich In the testing room, the six-year-old adopted boy sat with the six-year-old AI, playing blocks, behaving and sharing generally. Sharing is a surprisingly important part of these early stages. Davy and CP 9910.2. Best friends since birth. Best friends since activation. Best friends unknowingly hurtling toward the day the experiment ends and they discover, if they haven't already, that's what we're working on, 
that they are not actually alike at all. Davy laughs, and C.P., or Kippy as Daring occasionally calls him, laughs back. I watch it all through the glass in our conference room while trying to tune out Daring's nasally shouts and Enrico's stuttering counter-arguments. Enrico would say the problem is a matter of semantics. Daring would say the problem is about passion. I'd say the problem is we have three massive egos attached to three massive assholes. I include myself as my voice raises too. We had to put in soundproof glass so the kiddies didn't see daddy and daddy and daddy fighting. It's all too damned absurd and the work we're doing is too damned important, but what can you do? Yesterday's problem was the Turing test and a matter of how it's referenced in footnotes. Today the whole thing is threatening to crumble at our feet because of the wording of the questions the two children will be asked at the end of the week. Why do you think he learns this faster than you do? Versus, have you noticed him learning this faster than you? Versus, you know you're faster, right? Versus, whatever. It is important. I'm not denying that. It's all important, all of it. But... I run out of the conference room when I see Davy crying. CP hit him. We admonish CP and return to the room smiling. We're happy that just a bit of violence has sprung up. They've been sharing too well. Disconcertingly well. It's unnatural for humans to get along that well. Daring raises his voice the minute the door shuts. Daring. I care deeply about my job because... It's like a job you care so much about you can't even imagine having a child, and it's like having a child you care so much about you can't even imagine having a job. You see what I'm saying? This has gone far past the realm of intellectual pursuit or Promethean egoism. This is blood and guts and hearts beating, and yes, I'm not afraid to say it, love, which, though we're years from completing the experiment, qualifies us as a success already in my mind though I'd never say as much to Heinrich or Enrico. It's all about how we see the children, or the child, or the subject, or the experiment, or the boy, or the son, or the AI, or the variable, or the control, or whatever. It's a matter of perspective, and I just don't think the others have it. I'm sure they see problems in how I engage with my work. Maybe, if they're insightful, they'll say I care too much. Maybe, more likely, they'll just call me sloppy or unfocused. Day by day, I prescribe various faults to them, and I'm sure they do the same to me. But the work, the work, the heavenly, miraculous, we must put our differences aside, work. It binds us as only work can. One day, several years down the road, we will bring these boys into a room and tell them the truth about who they are. It'll be hard. It will be painful. It may destroy us all, but how they respond will shape the future of humanity. Or, that's not right. It will shape the future. End of sentence. An Interlude CP has bigger eyes than my eyes. CP's eyes are bluer than my eyes. CP's eyes move around like crazy when we're allowed to go outside, moving around like crazy at birds and sticks and smells. He makes smells. I make smells. We smell each other. We share lunch, but I don't like the pink yogurt. C.P. likes the pink yogurt, and it sometimes lives above his lip like his nose is a house and it's playing on the front lawn. We stack blocks as high as our shoulders, and then they fall. We share sometimes. 
Sometimes we don't, and they come out from their rooms to yell at us or talk to us or just look at us with six eyes. One of them is bigger than the others, like CP's bigger eyes. One of them talks louder. One always looks sad. CP and I sometimes look at them through the silent glass and look at their mouths moving, and CP and I make noises like whales we listen to when we can't sleep. Big one's mouth moves, and CP goes, Loud one's mouth moves, and I go, We laugh. CP and I don't race because I always win, and then CP always cries. It took like forever and ever for us to know that this is how it always is, and so we just shouldn't do it. But sometimes I look over outside and CP is running, trying to get faster than me, so I know one day we will race again. Until that day I climb trees with CP when we are allowed outside, and draw trees with CP when we are inside and other things. CP has a funny name, but I know not to laugh, and I also can call him Kippy when CP sounds too funny. Kippy, 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 Kippy. But CP is his actual name, and actually it's longer than that, but I can't remember it. I want to ask his mommy why she named him that, and I also want to ask my mommy why she named me Davy. But we don't really ever get to see our mommies because of the experiment. I don't remember what my mommy looks like. I ask CP what his mommy looks like, and he starts to answer, but cannot. I know what CP looks like with his big blue eyes, and he knows what I look like. I guess that is how we are best friends. Daring The lake has certainly changed certain things around here, and while I acknowledge the complications the leak has created, I can't help but think of it as a good thing. While I disagree wholeheartedly with the conclusions these organizations have made about the two boys, I find it refreshing and even important that there are now people in this world looking at these two subjects as children. Certainly DCS thinks it is doing what is best in suing for custody of the human boy. And certainly the Artificial Intelligence Rights Administration believes it is doing important work as well. I think they're wrong, and I look forward to getting to explain to them why they are wrong that these children are in fact loved and are in fact receiving a world-class upbringing, but I know that they are operating from a good place, and so I'm not entirely unhappy about the leak. The other positive outcome is that we as a unit are arguing less and working harder. We now have a ticking clock, so to speak, as we can only jam the lawsuits up for so long before we will eventually have to defend our case at which point the actual work will become secondary to protecting the work. So, to accomplish as much as possible in as little time as possible is now our agenda, and we're all working better that way. No time for semantics, no time for pettiness, no time for wondering if we are all on the same page or team. Davy and CP have our focus now. In fact, the switch in our temperaments and productivity is so extreme, I almost wonder if the leak was a calculated move on either Heimrich's or Enrico's part. I think you could say at the end of the day, and maybe this is why I don't know if I really am cut out for this work, I just don't know if we need any tests beyond, can you love it as your own child? Heimrich What's actually beautiful about the leak is that it's going to provide an entirely new level to this experiment, as the subjects are now going to be evaluated in the court of public opinion, which is, well, not scientific, but 
useful. To see how the world reacts to them, to see how the papers and the audiences and everyone else. It doesn't redefine the experiment, but it alters the criteria we'll be using to evaluate. I formally recommended we move the final evaluation forward by two to three years. The boys are remarkably intelligent, empathetically advanced. The original age of ten was randomly chosen before knowing how either would develop, and I think we can all see that these boys will be thinking and feeling at an advanced enough level far before their tenth birthdays. I anticipate Enrico will be concerned about changing course so early, and Daring will fret and fret about the long-term effects it may have on their psyches if we are wrong, but I imagine the leak will ultimately have them thinking more like me. In fact, the leak has worked so well for my plans that I'm amazed neither Daring nor Enrico have accused me of being the source, though they certainly have gained from it as well, and I'm not yet accusing one of them. Not yet, at least. I think back to our argument about the Turing test several weeks ago, and I wonder, 200 years from now, will a group of scientists be arguing about the Heimrich test? Will it stand the test of time, our method of determining if the AI is indiscernible from humankind? I allow myself to really fantasize, and I imagine the group of scientists that are arguing are made up of AI and human, and none of them know which they are because they don't even care. And I think that right there will be the real Heimrich test at the end of all of this. Does a subject care whether or not you are AI or human? Do you care if you are human or AI? When the answer to that question is no, that is when we will truly be successful. And the first people that question will be posed to will be Davy and CP. Regardless of what DCS or AIRA or FDA or ATT or ACLU or anyone does to try to stop us, the question will be posed to Davy and CP and, in turn, to all of America and all of the world. Does it even matter if he's human or AI? Does it? Enrico The funny thing about the leak is they got it all wrong. The media, the judges, the fucking AIRA. Everyone, but I'll get to that in a moment. I'll get to what I mean shortly. But the initial reaction, which was overwhelming to say the least, to that photo of the two boys playing together that I leaked to the New York Times, worked perfectly for what I wanted. Which, what I wanted, by the way, was to speed up the process. The writing was on the wall, our trio so successful for so long and so important for the evolution of mankind and its thinking was crumbling. Daring was overcome with obnoxious sentimentality, probably stemming from the fact that his fucking wife wasn't pumping any kids of his own out. And Heimrich was fighting me at every turn, which even I can admit some responsibility for. And we were going to fail if something didn't happen, so I leaked the photo of the two boys as well as a portion of their files and our results. My original goal was to grease the wheel, so to speak, and refocus all of our egos. I'm pleasantly surprised by the ironic drama that has arisen, and I have to say I feel like it prematurely proves we will be successful. I've heard Heimrich joking about his Heimrich test, and I know he means it deep down much more than as a joke. But I have an Enrico test of my own now with this leak, and here it is. If no one in the world can see past their names and correctly identify that CP is the human and Davy is the AI, then is there any difference? 
If the New York Times runs a photo labeling a human boy an android and vice versa, does it fucking matter who is what? If Child Services is desperately trying to save an innocent child from the evil robot, not knowing they're actually filing custody for the robot himself, is there any meaning whatsoever in this world? If the Chinese government is trying to gain the rights to study the circuitry inside what is actually a human child, what even is a human? Etc. The Enrico test shows that deep down, we've already won. When this experiment ends and Davy is told he is AI and CP is told that he is human, we will have already won. Sam French is a writer and director located in Brooklyn. Originally from Florida, he is a recent graduate of Carnegie Mellon University. His plays have been produced in Pittsburgh, Florida, Martha's Vineyard, and New York. His short story, A Love Letter to the Boys of Summer, won the Adamson Award for Fiction at CMU. Sam was named a Top 20 Artist Under 25 in the Tampa area by Creative Loafing Magazine and has two one-acts published by Baker's Plays. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes, as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon and special offers, Sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.